Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Gregory Turner. And I'm your co-host, Brian J. Henderson. Brian, how you doing? Oh, I am blessed. Tell me what's going on. You know, God has been good. God has been doing the mighty things in my life, just today, matter of fact. Okay. You know, I'm not going to go too much into detail, but I'll just say that he is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. Yeah. Brian, you, you told me some amazing news just just a few minutes ago about your friend down in Louisiana, I believe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Longtime friend of mine. You know, I talk to him on a regular basis. And when he called me today, I was at football practice. And so when I got out of practice, he actually called me again, and I was racing home couldn't find my wallet. I misplaced it. And um, I had left my truck open during football practice. So I'm thinking, oh, no, somebody might have taken it. Mm-hmm. And uh, make a long story short, I called him back. I ended up finding my wallet. I called him back. And, you know, he and I were talking. He's like, yeah, I'm just trying to see what's up with you, see what's going on. And he said, man, I've been running for 34 years. Mm-hmm. He said, but I ain't running no more. And I just went to shop, you know. And, you know, I was trying to, you know, ask him questions, and he just wouldn't let me talk. He just kept talking. He started literally, and he probably didn't even realize it, but he literally started to to shout as he was talking to me. And so when he went to shout, and I went to shout, you know, because I was like, you know, hey, you know, it's 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 always good when you when you hear one of your longtime friends, you know, somebody who you love and admire, and you know they're going down a path that's, you know, the path of no return. And and you talk to them and you've tried to encourage them. And they've always looked up to you and said, man, I have great... Because he told me, he said, man, we always looked up to you. Not just because you were older than us, but because we knew you were doing the right thing, even when we weren't doing the right thing. Right. You know, so for him to, to, to call me, he wanted to call and let me know that, hey, I found Jesus Christ. You know, and I and I had to tell him, I said, you know, even through all the stuff you've been through, all the lies, all the backstabbing, all the cheating, all the dishonesty, all the regret, all the hurt, all the pain, all the sorrow, all the bad deals, you know, God didn't leave you. You just had all that stuff in the way where you couldn't see him. So Brian, he had to move all that stuff out of your way. So that you can truly see that he was standing there all alone. So, Brian, you think he finally found out that it was no longer his life to live? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, one of the things he kept saying, he says, I don't say I anymore. He said, when I'm talking about something, I don't put I in it. He said, me, I'm not in it. It's God's in it. And, you know, and I thought about that because, you know, people usually say, look what I did. Look what I said. Or... Did you hear what I said? Or I'm talking about me, mm-hmm. you know? And he said, I don't even, he said, he said, that's not in my vocabulary. When it's something that's done, it's not, I did it. Mm-hmm. He says, God did it for me, or mm-hmm. God did it through me. That's right. You that know, and it. I just found that was just, that was just joyful to me. I was like, man. Yes, you know, you bro. Know, I, I guess it has to do with being down in that valley. Once you're down there, <laughs> there's no other place you can't go any lower than where you, you know, down being in that valley. So a lot of times when you're suffering, man, it, you you reach out to, to, you're reaching up to your father because nobody else can pull you out of that but him. Yes, yes. No one but him. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I told him, I said, you know, people talk about, I said, the thing was, it's not that you left, that um, that God left you. It's just that you walked out of the garden. Mm. I said, God, when they talk about that hedge of protection that God keeps around you, you know, it's not that he removes that hedge. Mm-hmm. He just lets you walk out of the garden. And I told him, I said, just remember about the last time you were sincere about serving the Lord. In when that was, it was probably, you know, when he was younger in high school, middle school. Mm-hmm. And he actually said, wow. He said, man, that was a long time ago. 
I said, and yet and still, even through all the stuff that you had going on, all the bad stuff you did, all the stuff you knew was wrong, and you did it, God still prospered you. You know, because he was talking about how he was making, you know, lots of good money, you know, working and everything, and it took all that stuff being sort of snatched away where he hadn't worked in a month. Mm-hmm. And he had, uh, you know, all this equipment from his business was just sitting. And he was like, you know, I got a quarter of a million dollars worth of equipment that hasn't been touched in a month. I got employees who I haven't paid, you know, and they're looking for paychecks, but I don't have any money coming in. So I had to, you know, and he was like, that what really broke me down to look at God and say, I'm coming back to you. Mm. You know, and I said, God has prospered you through all of that, even though you haven't been with him in over 20 years. I said, you haven't looked to him in over 20 years, and yet and still, he prospered you, you know, financially way more than, you know, that anybody would have expected. Mm-hmm. You know, even him. Because he talked, he said, man, I had all this money, but I didn't have God. I said, now, just imagine how much more you could have been prospered and how much more you would have had if God was, you know, if you would have been, you know, looking to God the whole time. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian, you know, our, our guest tonight, Pastor Will, he'll be with us shortly. If you would, Brian, you can go ahead and call him. And while you're calling him, Brian, I'm going to play play a song that I think a lot of people uh, need to hear. So go ahead and call him. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. All right.
Okay, Brian. Yes, sir. Are you back? Yes. Okay. You know, Brian, you were telling us about your friend, and you yes. were saying that that you were you were going through. He was going through a couple of things, and uh, it turned out that he needed to go through those things. Yes. You know, he he was going through it, and um, you know, he he didn't necessarily go into detail about all the things that he was going through, but. You know, what I've noticed is that the things that he was talking about wasn't really much different than what normal people go through. You know, he was basically saying some of the same things I've heard other people talk about going through, but it was just that the emotion that he had in his voice and the things that he was talking about and the way that he talked about it, it made me know that he was being sincere he was being really sincere about following Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, he he didn't he didn't want to play around with it. He didn't sugarcoat it. And I noticed, you know, most of the time when I'm talking to him, he'll listen to me. He'll listen to every word that I say because you know he he just has that respect for me. He's like, you know, I really listen to what you say because you make a lot of sense. You know, and I and I feel like he's like a little brother to me. You know, even though we're not much far, you know, we're not that far apart in age, but you know, I treat him like my little brother that I, you know, that I've never had. And so, as I started to talk to him, it was almost like he's saying, "I figured it out. I figured out why I listen to you. It's because you have Christ, and now I got him. So you got to listen to me." <laughs> you know, so he was listening. I mean, he was not, I mean, he was talking. Mm-hmm. He was not going to let me get a word in. He was like, I have found out your secret, and it ain't a secret no more. And, you know, it was almost like I like I told you. <laughs> yes. You know, and it was just a great feeling. I mean, there's, you know, like it's like in the Bible where it talks about the shepherd being happy for that one more than the 99 that he already had. Yes. You know, I know that God was rejoicing over that one. Yes, sir. You know. Yes, sir. But you know what, Brian? You, you know, we have a lot of people out there that's going through and they're suffering and, you know, it, it's 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 a beautiful it, it's a beautiful thing, it's a hard thing, it's an uncomfortable thing. And for, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, how do you say that's beautiful?" That's when you know that God is at his best when you're at your weakest point. Yes. But Brian, we we have our special guest on. If you like, you can bring him on, and let's. I'm, I'm ready for everybody to meet him. He's a man of God, so if you would, you can bring him on. Yes, we have with us Pastor Will, and Pastor Will is an awesome man of God. Let's just sure. say that first. <laughs> he is an awesome man of God. So he Brian, is what's, the what's pastor? Of oh where is it where is it I'm sorry I had it right there he is the pastor Pastor Will what's your church name <laughs> man you so I'm so awesome that uh, you you don't even know the name of the church <laughs> thing, it no? is the Solid Rock Church <laughs> 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 Brian, I, I, Brian was trying to, Brian was trying to lose your, lose the name of your church he wants you to say something. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 sort of how the saints are, you know. When they get caught up, they you know lose the words of the song and all that kind of stuff. So yes, sir. But it's yes, all sir. good. I guess good evening, gentlemen. How you doing, brother? I'm good. doing good. I'm talking for tonight is my life. Brian and I were talking. I don't know if you heard us. We were talking about one of his friends that just turned his life over to Christ, and he he made the statement to to Brian that he's been running all his life, and now he's realized that it's no longer his life. Mm-hmm. What does mm. it take for a person to realize that the life that they're living is not theirs? You know, it it definitely takes a, a, a beat down. Um, you know, I, I find that the uh, most uh, the Christians that I know uh, and the ones that are so faithful, it's it's like most of them are the ones who have been running. Um, and even as as a minister, as a preacher, I, I didn't grow up saying I wanted to be a preacher. I ran for a long time. Uh, you you couldn't be calling me to do this, um, so so with that, um, after you get that beat down, man, um, and and you realize that there is no one that could make things possible but God, 
that's when you know that everything that you've been doing needs to be turned over to the one who has all the control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. Brian, I guess that's where your friend was at. He was just beaten to the point that he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't do anything but submit. You know, it's it's funny because, you know, without going in too much detail about his story, you know, he had been one, you know, like you said, that was running. He was, you know, he enjoyed the fast life, the fun, you know, the club life, the street life, that that type of thing. He was, you know, he was a proud member of that. He had his fun, he did his thing, you know, and he enjoyed it. And it right. and it and you know, and he had lots of money to do it. You know, he's working a legitimate job, making, you know, boatloads of money. I kept saying, Man, I'm coming out there where you are <laughs> you know, you're making money like that. Right. But it just took it took all that being removed out of his life. You know, it took all the things that he was enjoying to be, you know, not necessarily snatched away from him, but just sort of moved where he couldn't access it. You know, right. where he where the money wasn't pouring in like it was before. You know, and where it wasn't fun to go out and club and party and all that stuff. And it really broke him down. Because when all that stuff was removed, the only place he could look was to God. Right. So, Pastor, do you do you see people like that where, you know, what do you think my friend should, where, where should he go next? Because you know, he, I, I, he's realized that he's found, that Christ is there. Right. And he wants to, now he, and he's saying, I'm going to follow Christ. Right. You know, so what he, what should he do now? Because, you know, in my experience, I know what happens when you make that statement. Mm-hmm. You know. So tell me, what do you think? What what advice would you offer him? One one of the things is that if if that's a confession that he has within his heart, um, he has to hold on to that. Um, you know, we know that once once you decide to do do right, uh, the devil is going to step in um, more tough than he he has before. And one of the things I think your friend needs to do is to first. Um, find himself a church uh, where there is teaching of the Word of God. Yeah. Um, you have to have that foundation wherever you go. Um, not only that, but you, ha- you have to change your circle of friends who may influence you to go back. Um, for, and I tell, I tell my new converts that come in, you know, you know we, we say, you know, you have to believe, you have to confess that the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior, and then you become saved. Uh, but there's so much more to that. That's that's the the easy part to the salvation is is coming to the point of saying yes, I am saved. Um, the harder part, man, is living salvation and living saved because there are so many things out there that will try to get you to go back to where you were once comfortable with. Uh. Um, so he he has to learn that he's going to be uncomfortable in this what I call the transitional period. Um, the difference is that he's protected, um, and he has to continue to go to the one who he said, I've had enough, and I'm coming over to you. You own me. You, you, you made me in your own image. I am yours, so now I'm totally dependent upon every word that you say it in your word. And the only way that he's going to know that is to get into a, a church that is teaching and preaching the true word of God. Uh, and not sugarcoating it, but we can get into that a whole another subject. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I want to ask you this. You know, when when this person has just turned their life over to Christ and they're going through, you know, do you think it's a good idea for them to know their their weaknesses so they won't go back to the old life that they were uh, once lived? You know, and I don't. You know, I I don't think it's just for those who are just coming in, but everyone needs to learn their weakness. Um, I think the weakness um, that each of us um, have, because everyone have a weakness, yes. um, and we we have that uh, temptation um, that if we're not careful, the the one who's been saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost for 150 years, if you're not careful, you can slip. Uh, into that temptation. So um, I think that what what he needs to, again, he needs to get into a church that is that has the foundational teaching. But most of all, 
if he surrounds himself with uh, individuals who are moving in the same direction that he is desiring to go, that will be most beneficial. I think that in the church we need to become more of mentors in our church, uh, not so much as having someone come in and join in and throw them on the usher board, but to mentor, to mentor them through the transitional period because it's a transitional period. I, ha- I have to now change my clothes. I have to change my way of thinking. I have to change my way of talk, um, and I can't do that unless I'm around individuals who are talking and, and doing the right thing. Yes, yes, absolutely. So you said find a teaching church yeah. and changing his circle of friends. Yeah. Well, I hope he I doesn't consider to. me out of the circle, you know. Well, well I don't know, <laughs> Brian. He <laughs> part of his circle because he was just excited to talk to me and tell me that, you know, hey, I, I, think I figured it out. I, I've accepted, you know, what Christ has put forward, you know. Um, you know, the good thing is that he figured it out. Yeah. Um, you know, himself. So th- th- anything with salvation is a personal relationship with God. Right. Um, if he wasn't pumped and primed into doing or making that decision and he finally said to himself, enough is enough, then that makes a better person, um, that you recognize that I've been doing wrong, that all this all this, uh fame and glory and all this money and I can go here and go there. You know, you can have all of that and not be happy. Um, You can do all of that and not be happy. So I think he came to the point that he was not even happy with all of that. So if he made that decision himself, he's much better off than someone who's coached into being saved. Because, you know, we can can throw somebody in the middle of a circle (laughs) and uh, get them saved real quick. Uh, Mm -hmm. Most most of them is trying to get you out their face, so they'll, you know, say whatever you tell them to say, and they'll move on, and they'll go right back on the street and have no foundation. But he himself had to, in the valley, he made his decision. Yeah. And that's the best place to be uh, is in the valley because um, now that he's in the valley and he made that decision, once he's reached that plateau, nobody did it but God. So once that happens, you can't say nothing to the brother because it's like, I, I didn't get here with you. I got here with God. I got here with my own decision. So I think, I mean, I, he's better off than some people, man, is that the fact that he made the decision himself. Yes. Yes, yes. What can man do to me? Ha. Yeah. Ha, that makes yeah, it a job. I, I mean, I, I did hit rock bottom, so, <laughs> you know, it wasn't nobody but God. <laughs> you know, Pastor, let's talk a little bit about you. Tell us about Pastor Will. Oh, man. Um, wow. Um, well, i um currently residing in Toledo, Ohio, uh, and and I, I am employed in Detroit, so I go back and forth right now. Um, I was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, and mm. uh, my mama, uh, Anita Jean Lawson, She's listening. That is, if she got the right um, link, man. I love my mother to death for this computer thing. (laughs) But I was born and raised in Cleveland. Uh, I have two uh, older brothers. Uh, It's the three of us. And and then um, later on, my mom remarried, uh, uh, or got married, I should say, uh, to my stepdad, who I call my father, uh, Larry Lawson, and that brought in two sisters, and so now I got to be involved with two girls. But it's all good; they they cool people. <laughs> um, was uh, graduated from Shaw High School, go Cardinals, in uh, East Cleveland, Ohio, and uh, went on to Bowling Green State University. I graduated from Bowling Green in '93 uh, with my bachelor's in gerontology. Then I went on to Golden Gate University, got my master's degree, uh, executive master's in public administration. Uh, I got into the ministry um, about 93, and uh, it was a blessing. I got licensed in 95, and uh, then I got ordained two years later, and then I started my ministry in 1999. In fact, we started on New Year's Eve of 1999. It was a way to blow in the 2000 year. Yeah, wow. Uh, it was awesome, man. We partied like it was 1999. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know the Saints don't know that's Prince. But anyway, um, so I uh, started my ministry in 1999. And uh, and so so we're going into our eighth year, man. And uh, Pastor Will don't have much to talk about himself. 
um, everything that I, I've done, everything that I do, man, I keep in mind uh, other people. Uh, sometimes that can uh, be beneficial, but then on the other side, um, if you don't take time out for yourself, then you can lose a lot of things as you as you grow in life. But um, I'm happy, uh, I'm joyful, I'm satisfied, content, and uh, I'm doing what I do for the Lord, man. That's awesome. You know what? You, you Brian know me. He 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 knows my question. I'm gonna ask. <laughs> when you a when you at your lowest point. When you were at your lowest point, did you pull from the foundation that your parents gave you, which was which was God? Did you pull from that, or did you fight against it? Did you run? Did you struggle with it, or or did you just give in? Man, the teachings of God was was our foundation in in my family, and um, ironically, uh, I would get punished. Um, and, and by not going to church, you know, you did wrong. You can't go to church because that was, that was once I found um, church through through my mom and and her teachings, I was in it. So uh, my lowest point, um, I can say that has been God. But what I can say too is, man, at my lowest point, I thank God for my mother um, because it's at my lowest point that I can look back at the struggles that she had at her lowest point, and she made it. So it, it, it's been God, but it's been God sending me a woman who learned how to struggle and how to stand the fight and pass that down uh, to the three of us. So you know what? The, the beautiful thing about when you were, I guess, being disobedient or whatever you want to call it, and when you were in that valley for whatever reason, or you know, just, just being in the valley, being down, do you think it was it was your mother's uh, prayers when she was interceding on your behalf? Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I I I know that um, my mother uh, would pray because sometimes I'll be up listening to it. Uh, <laughs> she didn't know that, but um, but it is. It's it's all about prayer, man. And sometimes you need someone to intercede for you. You need someone to stand in the gap um, that that sees potential in you. Um, even when you don't see potential in yourself, uh, and can petition the heavens um, to bring your destiny toward you, and uh, that's that's what I thank God for my mother about. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, God is awesome. Awesome. Just thinking about something else, um, you know, it's it, it's it's so important that you remember the prayers of your mother. Yeah. You know, it's it. I mean, that's just something that, to me, was very important because I can remember, you know, my mother praying for me mm-hmm. and saying, you know, hey, I said a prayer for you, you know, and it's like with my mother, it's not very often that she would, you know, let somebody come in and, you know, and get into her inner circle of thinking. So mm-hmm. for her to say something like that, I was like, wow, you said that? You did that? You know? Right. But let's. I, I want to ask you a question, and you know, and it's and it's very deep to me, anyways. What was your feeling when you heard your mother pray? You know, it was. Um, I, I think the the feeling that I had was more so uh, a con- a content feeling that um that she was able to to reach god in in her prayer um you know i think you know some sometimes she would be praying for herself you know lord don't let me kill this boy but you know <laughs> um <laughs> you know but but to hear her pray you know through uh her struggles but yet still even though she had those struggles she knew that she had her responsibilities that she had to stand up for, and that was to pray for her children and, and protect them. So um, it's, it was a it was contentment, man. It was like I'm cool. My mom praying for me. That's something. Yes, yes. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And if you have a question or a comment for Pastor Will, the caller number is five. I'm sorry, seven one eight five zero eight. Nine six zero zero. That's seven one eight five zero eight nine six zero zero. 
you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you is how did do you think that her prayers were being answered in your life? And do you think that her prayers were, well, I mean, not that they were being answered, but do you think that the result of her prayers got you where you are right now? I I think that they were uh, a part of it. Um, most of, of, of what I believe is that her prayer was that that I I find Christ for myself. Um, and, and I think that that prayer definitely was answered because uh, mom's prayer kept me uh, when I wasn't praying for myself. Now now I'm a prayer warrior. Uh, I pray for her. Um, but that, that prayer that uh, we grow up to know Christ uh, definitely was beneficial to the three of us, as a matter of fact. So if someone is listening right now, they need to know that prayer is powerful. Man. It is powerful. I was teaching that in my – in fact, we were doing a little series on faith and favor. And um, and the the main thing, man, is, is that you have to have communication. Well, we can talk on the telephone. We can talk on the Internet like we're doing now. But um, – for some reason, people, you know, uh, back up uh, with communicating with God. And who else best to talk to uh, in your communication is, is to do it with God. And, and that's what prayer is all about. I think that sometimes when we hear other people pray and, you know, they can go through, you know, Father Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you know, and, and they think that their prayer is, is not equivalent to that individual who have um, been seasoned in their prayer life. But, man, just, just the Lord save me um, is so much uh, in, in a prayer. So, you know, it's, it's all about your communication, and it's a two-way street. You know, don't just talk to God and then go off and do whatever you do, but, but sit there and listen even after you pray. Yes. You know, a lot of times what happens is, you know, our faith, a lot of times we, we, we think we're uh, – more faithful than we think we are right. until a crisis hit. Yeah, Or when absolutely. something hits, you know, you say we, we, we pray for other people all the time, but why is it so tough for us to pray and believe and have faith in God for ourselves absolutely. when a situation happens? Because the first thing that a person will do when something happens, they'll pick up the phone and call somebody that can't <laughs> help them. Right. When, when if their faith, when truth to be told, the very minute it happens, they should turn to God immediately. Absolutely. Immediately. But they're turning to friend and they're turning to man. So what do you think uh, a person, I, I guess my question is, with your relationship with God and you spending time with God, that will come, do you, right. do you think? Yeah, and, and I think, man, is that most times what happens is we turn to the person that we're most comfortable with. Um, you know, you, you, you turn to the person that you've talked to all the time. Um, and if you spend the equivalent and more so more time with God and you become comfortable with him, when you have those troubles, you go right to him because you've been talking to him and you're comfortable with him and know that he's going to answer those prayers. So I think that, you know, as, as individuals, what happened is uh, when I'm going through, you know, I call my mom, I call, you know, I call my dad. You always call who you are most comfortable with. So in your prayer language, and as you grow in your prayer language, you become comfortable with God that, you know, when problems come, you would go directly to him and then call whoever else later. But um, And that's that's where um, I'm trying to, to get our church even even to see is that there has to be communication, no doubt. Um, communication. You know, I was just talking about this last Tuesday, even Sunday, that, you know, some of y'all don't pray three times a day. Some of y'all don't even pray in the morning, but um, it's necessary uh, and and is needed. I mean, so many things are going on. San Diego, I mean, what's going to change that but prayer? So, I mean, there is so much in prayer. You said it earlier, there's power in prayer, and there's always power in communication, period. Um, the Bible tells us that there there's life and death in our tongue, so we just got to start using it. Mm. 
Now, you know what? That led me to this question I told Brian. I said, Brian, let me ask him this question or let me make a statement. How important is it for us to speak life into ourselves? Oh, man, uh, who is it? Is it Donald Lawrence? Uh, and, and, uh, encourage yourself. Uh, it, it, when, when you have no one else um, and no one else is around, you are guaranteed to be with yourself. Uh, and if you can't speak life into yourself, uh, why would you wait on someone else to do it? Wow. Uh, if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say you're beautiful, why would you depend on somebody else? Because everybody else says what they say conditionally. Yeah. Uh, it's based upon how they feel that day. Because if I got a good day, I'll say something. If I got a bad day, then, you know, don't catch me on that day. But, <laughs> um, you know, what happens when everybody has a bad day and you by yourself? So one of the things, man, is that, that self-esteem um, has to be high, um, and you got to know that when no one else is around, it's just you. So speak life into yourself. Know for yourself that when you go out the door, you go, you're going to accomplish what you set out to do. Mm. And, it, and if it don't happen that day, then you come back and you strategize with yourself to go back out because it's never a no. It's just it wasn't right at that time. So if it's in the will of God, it's going to happen. It's just how you approach it. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I tell you what, I've been sitting here about to jump out my seat. I just get see. Greg knows me. I get happy. <laughs> I get. Happy I know we talked, and you was getting happy. I'm like, uh, am I gonna be able to talk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I was telling Greg, and I was actually telling uh, you this earlier, Pastor Will. You know, it's very. Uh, it's not a whole lot that we have, you know, three men of God all together on the phone. And so right. whenever we get, in, whenever we have a, a brother on, you know, that's just a special moment for me because it's very rare to have, you know, three men talking about God, you know, and and trying to affect change in the lives of people. Right. And so, what is your motivation when? when you deal with the men at your church? You know, my, my, my motivation uh, is that I, I knew what it took for uh, me to get in the church. Uh, I, know what it, I knew what it took to get my brother in the church. Um, so I, I, I make sure uh, that I'm doing those things. Of course, my church is populated with women. Uh, as, as, as some churches are, um, but there has to be an, an engage. You have to uh, engage the men in the church um, um, to let them know uh, what their 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 place is. Uh, I preached up in Flint, Michigan, a couple of weeks ago, um, and their theme was to get in the game, and it was a men's uh, weekend. And, and that's the, some of the things I talked about is the fact that. As as men, we have to know what our our place is in life. Um, so so my thing is to always bring uh, to not only just men but to the women uh, practical teaching. Um, you know we can we can do scripture, love scripture. Um, I, I can preach it, um, throw down on it. But if I can't get someone to apply it to their life, then my preaching is in vain. Um, so I, I have to preach the word to the point that someone grasps it and walk out what's been taught um, and not just become emotional uh, and, oh, that was good. Uh, that was a good one today, man. Um, but that is, it was a blessing to me um, because now I'm going to use this co- to continue on in my life. So, man, I, I just try to make it uh, applicable to the people that are there um, and, and pull out what I see in individuals, because sometimes you can't see it in yourself. You have to, um, someone who's been around, someone who's done it, can look into someone and say you have the potential, so you got to pull out. And it also starts with our younger people, man, um, and getting them in, involved with, as they are younger so that they grow up in the church uh, and, and not just on the couch and being brought into the church and now you try to make me a church man. Yeah, sometimes that don't work. Yeah. Pastor Will, we have some callers, and the phones have just lit up. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you, my mama better be one of them. 
All right. <laughs> I'm going to go to the caller in the 252 area code. Caller, are you there? Caller in the 252 area code. Yes, I'm here. Hi, how are you? Hi, how are you? Great. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Do you have a question or a comment for Pastor Will or any of us? Actually, I just logged on. Um, I'm a friend of Greg's. I'm Cheryl from North Carolina, and he's been telling me about the show, and I just logged on to catch you all tonight. I'm just getting off work. So I just really logged on to find out what you all were talking about, and it's really exciting to actually hear men actually sharing the Word of God all together. That's kind of rare in this day and time. But it's actually good to hear that. So that's How you doing, Cheryl? Hi, I'm good. Good. Where, where are you calling from? I am from Rocky Mount, North Carolina. Okay, NC. All right. Thank you for calling in. appreciate that. Good. God bless. Yes, I, Greg knows what I'm doing. He knows I'm 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 raising the roof. I'm jumping up and down. I'm dancing. You probably hear me jumping in there because I I just enjoy when you know when brothers can get together and we're not just talking about you know how fine that sister is or hey man did you see what happened on the game you know just to sit around and talk about the Lord right just you know because I remember what I used to be like and I remember what I used to talk about. And I don't really talk about that type of stuff anymore. I mean, I do, but it's not my full conversation. My conversation seems to always carry right back into what the Word of God says. So yeah. I well, I'm it. single, and I still talk about how fine a sister is, but that's a whole other subject. <laughs> All right, Cheryl, we appreciate you calling. God bless you. <laughs> All right, darling. <laughs> All right, we have another caller from the 216 area code. Caller from the 216 area code, are you there? Yes, I am. Well, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you. You have a comment or a question? Sure, she yeah. does. This is Pastor Will's mom. Hey, mama. <laughs> <laughs> I Hi, heard mama. Him, hey, baby. I heard him say one of them better be his mother, so I thought I'd better call. <laughs> <laughs> So it's all, I mean, he's a good son. He always has been. I'm proud of him and his brothers. And um, all I can say is what I always say, pray for your mother. Yeah. So this is the praying mother. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Look, we thank God for you. Well, I thank God for being here. Because if it wasn't for you, Pastor Will wouldn't be here. Well, well. I feel special. Awesome. Awesome. You did an awesome, you did an awesome job raising him. Yes. Uh, you know, I asked a question earlier. I asked him, you know, he said he used to listen to you as you prayed. And oh. I asked him, how did it make him feel? Mm-hmm. How does it make you feel? See, now I'm interviewing your mom. Yeah. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have called. I knew I shouldn't have called. How does it make you feel? to see the result of your prayers. Uh, it's awesome. It's awesome. And just knowing that, looking at all this and seeing where we came from to where we are now, right. you know, I know that there's a God in heaven. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, that's, that's, he took care of me when I didn't know about him, and then when I found out about him, he took better care. Yeah, yeah. amen. That's what so, I'm proud. Prayer is powerful. Yes, it is. Very powerful. We need to stick with it and 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 definitely definitely stick with it. It's it's something that we all need to do. And 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 when we do that, we're strengthening our relationship with God. That's true. And that's what we need when when times are rough and and even when times aren't rough, we still need that fellowship with Him. Mhm. That's true, and I do, and and I just thank Him every day, all day. Good, yeah. good. Thank love you, Mama. Yeah. I love you, too. I'm not going to hold up all your time. I'm sure you yeah, got I, other callers. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Uh, 16 minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so right. uh, thank you. Bye-bye. All Bye-bye. Right. All right, we have another caller from the 407 area code. Let's see. Caller from the 407 area code. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Do you have a question or a comment? Yes, I do. 
Um, my father was a spiritual person. I wouldn't necessarily call him a Christian because he didn't claim it. Mm-hmm. He spent years um, in church, and he actually had gotten as far as wanting to be a deacon, and so he got really close to what goes on behind the scene. Mm-hmm. And he would often tell of how the discussions would get so heated, um, you know, that they would get into, like, verbal arguments, really really bad disagreements, and it kind of turned him off to church. Mm-hmm. And um, But I can remember that my father continued to read the Bible. Um, he was very strong in his faith, and um, he raised my, my, my family up, you know, at least to know about God, if, if not to respect God, but... I just love it, listening to you all. Um, Thank you, ma'am. It's very impressive, and it does touch my heart, because um, we need a little bit more of it, you know? Yeah. And I'm quite sure a lot of women are going to call in and be, like, kind of shocked, like, you know, wow, this is fabulous, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. Yeah, because I tell you what, they have this... um, this men's conference every year. The main one is in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I was so nosy. I, I, I took my cousin's tape, and I, I listened to it. Then I felt so guilty. I was like, this is for men only. I'm not supposed <laughs> to be listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just glad I get to, you know, we get to listen. We need to hear yeah. that. Yeah. 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 And thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate that. Those words of encouragement, they really do mean a lot. They carry a lot of weight with us. Thank you so much for thank just you so being much, yourselves. Thank you. All righty. Take care. God bless. All righty. You too. Bye-bye. All right. We have another caller from the 419 area code. Hey, that's T-Town. 419, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Great. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you. Thank you. It's the first time... Of, of me listening, and um, I have really enjoyed the conversations and the comments. Good. Um, I am Pastor Will's, Uncle Will's bestest friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I failed to mention um, that I, I am on WJUC on the radio as a radio announcer. Yes, he is. And uh, yes. also a television host on Channel 68. Uh, well, we could talk about that later. But this is actually my um, my bestest friend, my sister, and, uh, ooh, she's something else, though. But hey, Rosalind. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. I really enjoyed this conversation. This this about this man bonding and then all this man stuff. That's really good. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but I, I guess I had a comment about um, the young men, such as yourselves, mm-hmm. reaching out to the younger men. Yeah. Because you know, you know, before he he mentioned about um, the conversation being different and things like that, but the young boys don't have that; they're not there yet. So I right. guess my 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 question would be, what is it that anyone can do to get them to 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 know that it's okay to change the conversation? And and you understand what I'm saying? Right. You know, I, I think, Rosalind, is that, and I, and I often do this with the young men in my church, is that um, you, you have to be real with them um, and, and allow them, sometimes you have to allow them to lead the conversation. Um, I, I remember, and there's, there's a couple of young boys that just actually just came to the church. Um, we were at Cedar Point, and um, one of them was actually hanging with me, um, oh. and, and he was quiet for most of the time that he was there. But then, you know, I just start asking him questions and then letting him talk and talk about what he wants to talk about. I think the problem is that we we know the right thing and we try to push our views on the younger people. But sometimes we just have to see what their view is and correct them Mm -hmm. if it's wrong. But everything that they say is not a wrong thing. Um, That that is true. That is true. But we have to be encouraging to them, you know, we we find that a lot of young men in the church, or a lot of young boys, I should say, in the church, oh. are growing up without fathers, uh, are growing up without father figures. Um, and so, as as men of God, we have to step in. I think even like the other day, a couple of days ago, um, one of the young men in my church texted me, and I texted him back. He had some issues and whatever, and, and I said, mm-hmm. "I love you, son." And how much that meant to him. Right. That he knows he can have a father figure, 
So, you know, I, I think we just have to, we have to um, listen to their views and, and guide them in what they believe and not push our, all of our views on the younger people. Okay. Yes, you know what, Pastor Will, Brian and I, we, we, we host and we do seminars where we, with, with the young men and we teach them about quality choices and decisions and, and what's the consequences of those. We, do it, we, we can do a four-hour or eight-hour uh, seminar. So, I mean, we're open to that. Right. And it's such a beautiful thing when people see that we, we've placed these children in roles that they never thought they would be in. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Um, and that, we that's seeing the potential. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we place them in, in leadership roles. Right. I, I don't want to talk too much about it because we don't have that much time, but we place them in leadership roles where they get the chance to make decisions. Right, and they get a chance to see uh, the effect of some of the things that they that they're doing out there, and they'll learn. They're learning that you know what the decision I make out there is not just about me; it's right. affecting everybody that loves right. me. Right, that's correct. That's and, correct. And that's what we're doing. And we're, we're, we'll go anywhere and do it. So at the end of the show, we'll give out our email addresses, and we're open to come and and just just help with the children. So. And, and, that would be wonderful. Yes, and ma'am, we thank you for calling in and, and raising that issue. We're getting—I'm getting a lot of hits right now from, from people on MySpace saying that they love this male bonding thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> Good thing. And another thing I got—I want to say this real quick. Another thing I got tons and tons of emails. I—I—I I, I didn't want to respond to any of them because every all of the women was asking or saying, "I can't believe he's single." <laughs> Give him my email address. I'm like, no, nah, this is not that kind of. <laughs> you know what? The best best thing about being single is I can make my choice. There you go. And, okay. Uh, okay, it's time for you to go on now because this is the sister that's been. You know, I, I know about all of that, so I, I need to say that. Thanks for for taking my call, and Uncle Will, I'll talk to you later. I love you. Love you. Yeah, okay. You, you know, you know, it's 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 interesting because, um, and and I get that that comment a lot, and you know, and I think I talked about that earlier is that I've spent so much time, brothers, that trying to do for everybody else, um, trying to, first of all, trying to beat the system, mm-hmm. um, and and trying to to know for a fact that I am an educated brother, mm-hmm. um, so I had to go get my credentials to prove to people that I was educated. Mm-hmm. But I spent so much time in, in, in trying to do for everybody else that that's the part I'm talking about that sometimes you lack in doing for yourself. Yeah. Um, it takes a lot for a woman who will be with a man who is in the ministry because the ministry can pull so much from you that perhaps you don't give to your family. So, um, sisters that's listening, it ain't like I ain't looking. So uh, hit me up on my MySpace page, uh, <laughs> the brother. You know, you know, I, it, I'm not exempt. Uh, but, but do know um, that the one I pull and the one I take home is going to be a virtuous woman. That's for sure. Uh, and but the whole thing is, man, it's not that I'm not looking. I am. So myspace.com forward slash O to be saved is is where I am. O to be saved. That's all right. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Pastor, well, we have another caller from the four four three area code. Four four three. Are you listening? Hello, Pastor Will, Greg, and Brian. How are you guys doing? Right. Doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm great. This is Minister Dyson. Oh, how are you? Hey. I'm great. I'm great. Um, I was just listening, and I just wanted to comment. One of the things that um, Pastor Will said when he was talking about um, just the power of the tongue, one of the things that you said, Pastor, I just bless God for um, when you start talking about encouraging yourself. Absolutely. Um, I tell you, it's so, it's so crucial, especially when you are in ministry, because you pour out so much, you're constantly giving and giving, even when you don't want to. Um, and often we will find in ministry that as we're pouring out, we go home and we don't have a Barnabas there, especially those of us who are single or uh, divorced. We don't have that person to encourage us. So the Word of God talks about um, when, when David was going through his, his thing with Saul, um, 
and the people that were at one time with him, they came up against him, and then David had to encourage himself in the Lord. And that's something that we have to keep in mind at all times when we're in ministry as men and women of God is that we have to encourage ourselves. We can't really look for other people to do it, although we should, you know, have somebody there to give us as much as we give. But we can't really, you know, have that expectation because sometimes it can be an unfair expectation. But just continuously encouraging ourselves when we get home and after we intercede for everybody else, just tapping into God's presence for our own self. I I agree um, with that one. Pastor, I just thank God for you and, and you, for your word because um, it did encourage me and it just helped me to um, know that I'm on the right track every time I look in the mirror and I That's encourage right. myself and speak in <laughs> my own life. Right. You know, and I try not to uh, let it become a vague, boisterous thing, you know, looking at yourself in the mirror, um, but, but you have to. You have okay. to encourage yourself because when nobody else is around uh, and everybody had a bad day, you right. always have yours. And, 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 you know, ministry, as you, as you just said, will drain you. Oh, absolutely. Um, one minute, you know, uh, just like the Bible talks about, uh, they were talking Hosanna, Hosanna, and then next three days exactly. later, they're talking about crucify him. Exactly. And it's the same thing with us. Exactly. It's the same yeah. thing with us, you know, when we're on point and when we preach the good sermon or taught, you know, a good lesson, everybody's, you know, lifting us up. But then, you know, if we miss it, yeah. Then it's you know people people are not really saying uh, I got your back or I'm gonna pray for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you know it's, it is important and you know it has nothing to do with vanity. You know we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. So yeah. it's okay well, pray for to, me because um, sometimes mine is vanity. But pray for me though. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. You just keep, you just keep on encouraging yourself in the Lord. It's okay to agree with what God has already said. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> So just be blessed. I thank God for you and your ministry, you. and you just continue it. to do the work of the Lord. Thank and you, Brian and Greg, you know I will talk to you guys real soon. Yes, you will. Yes, ma'am. All right. Take care. All right. Take care. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. We got about two minutes left. Pastor Will. Yes. Give us some last-minute words of encouragement. Last minute words of encouragement. Listen, um, I, I have truly in, enjoyed myself um, uh, this hour. One of the things that I, I, I am so convinced in is that it is so necessary from the bottom of my heart to have a personal relationship with God. Your personal relationship with God is also having a personal relationship with yourself. Um, if you can do that, Everything else will come. Your communication with God, your talking with Him, you believing in Him, it will all lead you into the destiny that has been set and designed for you and you alone. You've got the power. You've got the might. It's all in your tongue. Speak it, even though it don't seem like it. Speak it as if it is, and everything will be all right. I guarantee you, I don't talk from what I've read, I talk from experience that you can do it if you speak life into yourself. Yes, yes. Pastor Will, really quick, give out your information. I can be reached. Uh, MySpace.com is MySpace.com forward slash O to the, the number two, S-A-V-D, is an O to be saved. Or you can reach me at Pastor Will 1073 at AOL.com. Or you can log on to our website at www.thejuice1073.com. That's my radio, the radio station I work for. Or at Solid Rock Inc. at AOL.com. I'm located all over, uh, but check me out on my MySpace. And uh, you single women, you heard me earlier. <laughs> well, you can get in touch with me. Yes, yes, yes. You can get in touch with me and Brian. Uh, my email address is long. I'm sorry. It's Gregory Turner at Abundant solutionsenterprises.com we're available to come to your church or to your organization and do whatever yes and my information is info at mindalteringstrategies.com that's info at mindalteringstrategies.com you can also reach me on myspace at myspace.com slash 
Brian J. Henderson. Gentlemen, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Hey, thank you for coming on, Pastor Will. Boy, we had a ball. It, yeah, we got to do this again. Yes, yes. We will do it again soon. No doubt. With that being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. Thank you, and God bless you. Good night. day